Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole in our October 31st, 2017 episode, The Truth About Halloween. Welcome to Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Happy Halloween, everyone. Did I just say happy? <laughs> happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> you could be happy. I mean, maybe if you dressed as a rabbit, but, you know, that's more of an White Easter rabbit. thing. White rabbit down the rabbit hole. There you go. <laughs> maybe some of you Mad Hatters have dressed as a rabbit tonight. I don't know. Or maybe you dressed as a Cheshire cat or the Mad Hatter himself. I don't know. Check out Shama. She's got her... Uh, Halloween costume on tonight. Um, I, this, this is all you got <laughs> for me. Usually I do a vampire thing and I have like zero makeup. I just like set out a display of paranormal equipment. And Vanessa, what about you? What you got going on? I came as a tired bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. So, well, I am so drinking, hey, I am being festive. I am drinking apple cider. There we go. <gasps> There you go. It's not the good stuff. You know, I have not had good apple cider since I was a kid. Um, I don't know what it was about the orchards out in Massachusetts when I was a kid growing up, but it was like the, their apple cider out there had like an extra kick to it. That was some good shit. <laughs> you know, I've never had any. No? Never. Wow, okay. I have to... Yeah, I must have issues. <laughs> Sorry. I've never had any. I need to try it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, sorry. So no, you're all right. So tonight we are going to talk about the truth about Halloween, and um, somebody said something about a two-hour episode. Were we still doing that? Because we did two hours last week. <laughs> I said, this is new to me. <laughs> so but whatever you say, oh fearless leader. Yeah, well, I what, wherever we take it is gonna go. So. Um, so, just, um, I guess, a couple things. Of course, we have Ghosty here. Ghosty, get your Ghosty. <laughs> um, PowerMedia.com, get your Ghosty. Um, the T-shirts, you can also get... Um, I only have, like, a couple left of the ones that I actually have. So, um, you can just go to Spreadshirt.com slash Media For those that want hoodies, if you didn't see the post that was made last week, hoodies are available now. So spreadshirt.com slash haunted road media. Uh, it's actually shop that shop dot spreadshirt.com slash haunted road media. You need to use the shop. So um, and you will find your edge of the rabbit hole hoodies. Since uh, I know y'all wanted them. <laughs> we just have the uh, we just have the edge of the rabbit hole design. Um, down the road we'll come out with some more designs. It's been an extremely busy freaking month. Yes. <laughs> um, as much as I've enjoyed most of it, because uh, there were some bad things along the way, um, I'm actually glad to see October end, <laughs> just to <laughs> get a few things off my plate, because it's been nuts. True story. Yeah. We're just like we were just talking about, how I, I have this weekend off, next weekend I'm driving 15 hours again to West Virginia. Yeah. In... Three days, 15 hours there and back. That's yeah, a long drive. Uh-huh. I've done drives it like is. that before. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of caffeine <laughs> going into this body. A lot. Yep. We have figured out what travels well for food. Pizza. Oh, 
You know, that's one of the problems I have with traveling. And Shauna and I, I don't, Shauna, I don't know how many times we've talked about the types of food on the road to eat that are healthy. Yeah. You know, because I have liver issues and, you know, I gain weight from traveling because all that time in the car and the best stuff that travels well, you know, is the crap. You know, okay, yeah. you're saying pizza, burgers, um, you know, finger foods, it's all, you know, any exit you get off is all fast food, fast food, fast food, you know. Um, and the stuff that is like might be a little bit better, you know, is a pain in the ass to eat in the car. You know, so like like Chipotle is a place that you can do healthy. I mean, you could load it up with a lot of crap, but you because you select your foods that go in it, you can do it healthy. And it, but it's really difficult to eat in the car. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Looks so. like somebody uh, here on the chat said a no pulled pork. Yeah, no pulled pork. Yeah, Robert White. <laughs> no pulled pork. Yeah. So but everybody was in the chat. All the Mad Hatters were wishing everybody a happy Halloween. I saw. So that was yeah. very cool. Uh, very, very rest cool. assured, I won't be eating pulled pork. Unless I make it again. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Because, damn. That was... Damn. That was not fun. Shout out recommendations for food to travel with. This is totally off topic from our topic for tonight. Shana? Yes? Suggestions for eating well on the road? Sorry, I cut out. Um, I think it's good. For me, I mean, if you bring a cooler and put one of those ice packs in it, Mike, that lasts for like 24 hours. I have those. And keeps stuff frozen, which I think is in my freezer, by the way. Huh. Oh, shit. That's not a bad idea. Oh, uh, I did leave those there, didn't I? Yes. I got off my robe there, too. Oh, yes. I'm actually I'm <laughs> taking my crock pot with me. Because I promised Chris, my, my buddy, I have promised him for three years now my homemade pot roast. Oh, okay. So I'm actually <laughs> taking my crock pot with me. And since we'll get to the hotel before they do, I'm making pot roast. Nice. Nice. That's so pretty cool. We can have a nice homemade dinner. We don't have to go spend a bunch of money at restaurants when everybody gets there. Yeah. You know, and just sit and chill with. Booze and meat and taters. <laughs> It'll be, be good. Be good. That's all you need in life, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually doing that. So that that's not so bad. That's not fast food. I'll just eat the white cheddar cheese puffs on the way there. So there anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, a couple things. And Andrew Cubbage uh, mentioned one. First of all, I need to say happy birthday to my dad. Halloween is is his birthday. Uh, he was born Halloween night, and uh, no, he doesn't believe in ghosts. So, but you know, he yeah. <laughs> but he would always you know joke around and you know kind of jokingly gripe about having to hand out candy on his birthday. So, you know, I gotta say happy birthday to him. Um, Andrew Cumbage brought up the uh, drawing for the book. Um, we're going to have to do the drawing next week. <laughs> um, I'll just be honest. I haven't had time to put all the na write up all the names and cut them out and put them in the hat. Plain and simple. I've, I've you know, we, we've got all the submissions um, and people have continued to put the submissions. I just haven't had time, people. <laughs> you know, I was driving uh, 
Well, actually, I made it here in under eight hours yesterday. But, um, wow. yeah, it's, well, basically, my bladder hates me. <clears throat> I, I, was, I was trying to get here last night to get that um, investigation video that Shauna and I did at the haunted house uh, last Friday. Um, to have that as our special Halloween investigation video. So basically, that was my yesterday, was, um, you know, and Shauna and I had a little bit of a morning together yesterday, but it was, and she was getting ready for work, and I was getting ready to go. Um, you know, I drove, then got here, put the video out, you know, made a couple posts about it, and went to bed, woke up, went to work, got stuff ready for the show tonight, that, that's, that's been it. So, um, we'll do the drawing next week. It'll give other people an opportunity to get a uh, an entry in. So, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no drawing tonight. So we'll, we'll do it next you. week. We'll do it next week. <laughs> we'll that's just it. Yeah, I'm being yeah. honest about it. it so. It's hard to schedule additional shit in October it because you just are so damn busy. It really is. You know, so. this has been a crazy, crazy, crazy month. Yeah. Yeah, October's um, our month. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, but we were going to talk about, Let's because get into it. it's this month, the origins of Halloween. Yes, because this show is actually on Halloween. We won't have it on Halloween for another seven years, so let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's interesting. It's, uh, I think, for the most part, people have somewhat of an idea of where it actually comes from, you know, um, what I found interesting is, and maybe y'all can explain this uh, to me because I, I, I can't, you know, wrap back my brain around it, we all know that it's basically, you know, Celtic origins, it comes from Samhain, okay, which is, you know, I mean, you know that the veil is getting thinner, you're honoring your deceased loved ones, you're leaving food out to keep the mischief down, we all know that. Um, but then the holiday was adopted by the church. Yeah. Well, it came on All Hallows Eve, or uh, what were you going to well, say, Mike? Yeah, uh, no, I'm just agreeing with you. I mean, basically, you, you had the meshing here of two different cultures. Um, because the church had their, you know, All Saints Day. It was on the, November 1st, the Feast of All Saints. Um, and then, yeah, you had the, the Celtics with, um, with their belief system. And basically, as the, um, you know, as the church pushed northward and um, England, I don't even know what you want to call it, you know, I guess invaded. <laughs> Just, it was invaded um, by the, uh, the Continentals, for lack of a better term. Um, and the religion was pushed into there. Um, thank you, outside. Appreciate that. Um, you know... The, the best way, of course, to kind of integrate the locals into your, you know, religion to try to proselytize is to take on some of their customs. Well, hey, you have, you both have um, major events going on at the same time, so let's mesh them together. Well, and I mean, the, the thing is, there is some argument as to, as to which came first, <laughs> you know, because you... Yeah, because, I mean, the, the church has been around considerably less time than what we consider pagan religions. There are actually ties to this that, that go back to the Romans. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, when the, when the Romans in, invaded, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, even well, I mean, the, Christianity. 
you know, well, before you had those type of churches. Yeah, well, the, the, the Celts were already doing their religion, I mean, or doing their ceremonies and, and their stuff um, before the, the Romans came around. Um, when the Romans came around, they had their own stuff that they'd been doing for a while. So basically, it was the, you know, these two meeting for the first time, and they already had, both had stuff going on. I, you, I mean, yeah, you can make an argument on either side which one came first. Who knows? You know, because well, both have been like around for a long time. Well, and everything else. You know, it's kind of the same thing. Easter was the same um, thing, yeah. Yeah, but um, but it, what I find fascinating is that if it did have what they believe to be, you know, if 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 they did have believe those Christian origins <laughs> right there, then why now are so many churches, schools, even taking on um, the the idea of being against it? But you can't even dress up in the schools here in Oklahoma, in most of them. Yeah, they just don't. Because they call they, it they want everything to be just vanilla. Um, Lynn's wife is asking me about Periscope. I forgot to set it up. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that, but I wasn't going to say anything because I didn't want to put more stress on it. All right. <laughs> I I, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm, I've already disappointed about the drawing, which we'll have next week. Let me not disappoint about this. You two converse amongst each other. Shauna, you can chime in about Halloween. I'm going to put it on the Skype only while I set up Periscope. Uh, what, what do you think, Shauna? I'm, I'm just listening. I'm just glad it's Halloween because Halloween is like my Christmas. Yes! I mean, even though my decorations in my house, you know, pretty much are Halloween all year round, but... Um, like literally my mother hates it because you know she's a Christmas person and you know my idea of a Christmas decoration is to pop a red candle in there somewhere and have like this little coffee table Christmas tree that doesn't even light up and I just slap it down and say hey Merry Christmas you know <laughs> she hates it she hates it she's always trying to buy me decorations and stuff like that and I never put them up and she hates it but you know, I got pumpkins and ghosts and, you know, black and candelabras and stuff with, you know, There's skulls. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. That would be beautiful as far as I'm concerned. Um, but, uh, like, are there, um, do you have any specific rituals or anything that you do around this time that are specific to that? I mean, do you have a salad ritual that you do that... You plan on passing down to your children, or is it just the fact that it just feels like a more comfortable holiday for you? Um, well, you know, I do a little um, candle ritual uh, every year. Um, as for passing something down to my kids, um, we haven't really discussed this part of my lifestyle, so um, I will probably wait until they get a little bit older or unless they ask me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted to leave that, leave it up to them. Uh, I didn't really have much of a choice whenever I was growing up. It wasn't until I got out on my own that I was like, you know, I know there's other stuff going on out there and I prefer to research before settling on something. Absolutely. And this, you know, feels better to me. Uh, I'm more comfortable, you know, I like like Mike, you know, I don't really like anything, you know, organized and and 
someone telling me that if I don't believe this or do that, that I'm going to burn for eternity and and stuff like that, you know, it's retarded. So I just don't, I don't buy into all that. But um, from a paranormal standpoint, uh, I feel like things are a little more intense around this time of year. Um, the veil seems definitely a lot thinner. Um, I personally have more activity, uh, personally. Um, I've had more, probably, you know, this fall, more than I've had ever, you know. I don't know what it is specifically about this year rather than any other years, but, um, All right. yeah, since October hit, it was just crazy. Real quick, I gotta say hi to our periscopers. Hi down there. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I'll, do, I'll do this better next time, I promise. I want to address something uh, in the chat yeah. real quick. This is from Tiffany Wheeler, and I thought this was interesting uh, because I've never noticed this. Okay. Uh, she had, why do they associate Halloween with vampirism? And in all honesty, if I'm being completely fair, I've never noticed that um, in the vampire culture that it seemed any more prominent than any other time of the year. I, aside from the fact that maybe, you know, vampire scary movies come out, you know, right. uh, it, it, around it, I've never really noticed an association with it. So I find it interesting that somebody else has. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. it. It's, it's, it's popular culture because, you know, um, we start dressing up as, you know, Spooks and all that. Well, vampires were another one of the, the spooks to, to dress up as. So that's where the association came in. And it just seemed natural that for dressing up as ghosts and goblins and um, and other things around that time, we'll slump in vampires because they're kind of creepy. And then, of course, we have all the you know ghost stories and, and scary movies and all that stuff. So that's how it all got lumped in together. They're creepy sassy. Creepy sassy. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, I can't help it. I've always had a thing for vampires and werewolves. I'm a weird one. Sean, I'm a uh, sexy vampire. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. Um, but I just, I, I just find it fascinating. You know, I wonder, I wonder, especially like um, uh, one of the guys in here was calling where I live, Joe Mahoma, which is true. Um, there, <laughs> there are, um, there are so many uh, aspects of Halloween or Samhain or All Hallows Eve, you know, that are very mild and family friendly yet when you live in a place like where I live mm -hmm. it, in schools and businesses and everything else it's very um, very watered down you're not allowed to, to, to really think outside the box you know Yeah. And and people, they assume that these are all bad things yeah I think it's coming twofold these days I mean where you're at in Oklahoma you know very very conservative area so they want to take that type of stuff like out of um, Halloween, and then you know, downtown Oklahoma City, they got you know crosses on the on the uh, high rise buildings during Christmas. So you, you have well, that kind of culture there. Me. That's what kills me is I mean they they down Halloween without realizing you know what it's really about. Right. Take the commercialized part out of it and realize what it's really about is yeah. honoring those who have passed before you. But then they yeah, considering they had All Saints Day, you know, forever. Yeah. So, but they celebrate and commercialize the hell out of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just don't understand that. You know, I, it it just 
it boggles my mind. Like I said, you can't even dress up in most. So they want movies. Jesus to make more money than Dracula. <laughs> hey, you know what? Count Chocula, he's killed. Okay. And there's Andrew Kill Cubbage. Why yeah. did the churches fear Halloween? Because um, it's big business. Yeah. I mean, just what it comes down to. I mean, I, I hate to say it because you know. I, I mean, I don't want to hammer on anybody's belief, okay? I mean, <laughs> um, but, you know, when it comes down to, especially out in your area, Vanessa, those churches out there, I, they really are about, you know, being bigger and better and better. And, you know, if you, you know, if you don't have a huge building with the best band and the best sound system and all this crap going on, then you're not it, you know? And, okay. um, you know, the fact that they are not, taxed at all uh, they're rolling so oh, yeah well here's a shocker i know someone who uh, i haven't talked to him in years but i know someone who is so unbelievably against thanks uh, against uh, halloween because it's the evil holiday and now that one i hate yet, i fucking hate that one yet yet they go to a church that you have to pass a credit check Ooh. to be a member of Ooh. well you have to pass a credit check to be a member of this church. Shauna, I'm sure you have some opinions about um, Halloween being quote-unquote evil. I'm going to hear your opinion Halloween on that. Halloween being what? I'm sorry, evil. my super loud furnace is on. Oh. <laughs> Her furnace is pretty loud. Um, yeah, the uh, what Vanessa was saying, the uh, uh, Halloween being quote-unquote evil, those people that say that. And I'm sure you have some opinions. Yeah, I don't really see Halloween as evil, of course. Right. Um, I, I, there are human beings that are more evil just on a regular basis than taking out one day, uh, one holiday uh, to be evil. Um, I'm more worried about that every day than I am just one day of the year. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... I think that the reason that there's a lot of people that view it that way, you know, is because um, from probably a religious standpoint, of course, whatever they were brainwashed or programmed to believe, um, or maybe at a young age they were, you know, taught to fear it, you know, scary monsters, you know, in the dark, and, and Halloween is, you know, when all of the monsters come out and stuff like that, but... You know, I love Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. My kids have fun. Well, I think what it boils down to, and maybe not so much today, but maybe where the fear came from is, you know, it under the guise of Samhain, under the way that we celebrate that, it's an honoring of the dead. Yeah. It's an honoring of them. It's well, realizing they've passed on and welcoming them, you know, back, setting a place at the table, all this good stuff, setting the food out. Um, but I think it, it also, it's a reminder of mortality because that's what you're doing. And I think that that's one of the things that, that you know, really bothers people is it's one thing, you know, to say, I'm going to go to heaven when I die. It's another thing to say, I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> But we all are. That's the that's the one thing we all have in common is we. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. We are all going to die. Um, None of us is out of here alive. Yeah, we're not getting out of here alive. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the um, 
like some of it comes like you're saying okay you're honoring you're honoring the dead um, like the dressing up part of it and um, I know on the um, like the Catholic Church side of it the way when that first you know w was coming out and you know when they were um, doing All Saints Day and the Feast of All Saints and all that they were dressing up as their favorite saints and then you had all these other customs get intermixed with it as well as they started to merge and, and do their thing where uh, you know part of it was dressing up as something scary to scare off the evil spirits so it was like that was the whole that was part of the whole thing was you know this meshing of it and you know we're all dressing up as something and whether it was your favorite saint or whether it was you know something to scare off the evil spirits none of it was evil itself Exactly. <laughs> you know, at yeah, all. Behind Samhain, it was it was to it wasn't necessarily to scare them off, to scare off the, the the negative spirits or anything that might come through. It was to make them think that you were one of them, so that they wouldn't want to take you with them. Okay. They would think that you were already deceased, which is kind of silly when you look at it that way. But it's but that's why they did it. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize that the jack o' lantern, what we call a jack o' lantern, a pumpkin, a thing we call. You know, put uh, put in there. Um, you know, just to decorate our homes. Those were originally gourds that had um, just random stuff, not even a face that was really carved into them. And when you went to your Samhain feast, when you're honoring your dead, you would take the ashes from the fires, the the, the embers, the still lit embers, and you would put them inside these hollowed out gourds, and those would light your way back home. You know, it's something just as simple as that. It's not, you know, it was never intended to be scary. And, I, I mean, I think just like anything, we have, you know, commercialism to thank for that, which yeah. is still fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, that, that's it's kind of really what it comes down it to. Is, but, you know, I mean, and, you know, I, I, I like the movie Halloween, you know, the, the, the original one. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's a slasher flick. Um, but it's, you know, it's... It scares you, and that's kind of the point. But that's where you know the commercialism and you know scary movies kind of make that whole thing into oh, it's something evil, and you know it's, but it's not. <laughs> it just it, isn't. I mean, I wonder. Well, thank you if, down there in Periscope for the hearts. Appreciate it. I wonder if um, you know if, if we went back to the not to the dark ages. But if, hey, if, hey, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I got to stop you real quick because this is, um, and, and it's a shout out. Um, be, this person has um, not been able to get into our chat just because of the time difference for like weeks. And I kept promising a shout out. And I kept failing because I kept forgetting. <laughs> but they're in there now. Rika Yamakazi, thank you for showing up this evening and joining us. I know your time difference is... is um, makes it tough for you to be in, in the chat. You usually watch us after the fact on the replay, so I do want to throw that out uh, right now. Thank you very much. Where are they at? Well, given the name, I believe Japan. Okay. Well, you never know. You never know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Um, they said they went trick-or-treating with their kids tonight and was Master Chief from Halo. The kids loved it. That is amazing. That is amazing. Love that. That just tickles me. Um, but yeah, it just—I don't know—it makes me wonder if we, if you know, if we took all the, you know, all the Hollywood out of everything and went back to the roots of it, if people would still think the way that they do. 
when they found something to disagree with. Because, like we said, even in the beginning, it wasn't a disagreement, it was an acclamation. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't really know why why it happened that way, but except for, like you said, money. Um, That's what it usually comes down to. I know, but that just makes me sad. It just makes me sad, so... Um, I'm trying to think of some other interesting things about it that uh, it was also you guys will love this. It was also considered a time in the in uh, with the Celts that the fairies <laughs> would actually come out and they would be at their most mischievous, right? Which they were known for, and that was another reason that the Celts put out food because if you don't feed a fairy, they get really, really, really frisky. <laughs> well, there's a lot of... There's so many fairy <laughs> legends. Go ahead, Shana. <laughs> I know the mic can. Yeah. What's that? I can what? Because he doesn't get fed whenever he needs to be fed. It's more than frisky. He's more cranky than anything else. Yeah, I get hungry. Oh. He's a cranky fairy. There you go. <laughs> that just doesn't sound good. No, 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 no. Yeah, I take that back. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you've got to be next year, Mike, is a cranky fairy, okay? But I found that interesting because that was something I didn't even know. You know, that was one thing that I had never associated with Halloween was fairies. I don't know why I never did. Well, you know, and Shauna and I have been doing some fairy research lately just because of our experience on the Golden Rod almost a year ago now. And it's really hard to know what in the world is the truth out there because a lot of the books that we had come across when we started reading, they were depicting this whole fairy social structure. And it's like, how in the world do you know what the fairy social structure is? Have you sat down with a fairy and actually asked the person, what's your social structure? And so I just kind of like took those with a grain of salt. You know, so yeah, a lot of it's like built on, you know, legends and folklore, you know, passed down over the ages. And it's really hard to get down to the original truth. So, you know, we started asking around, hey, is there anybody else that's had some sort of, you know, fairy experience? And you can tell us exactly what you saw, what your experience was and all that. Because all of this is, you know, it, it some of it's so ancient that you have trying to get to that original bit of truth. Because there is an original bit of truth in there somewhere, but trying to get down into it, I mean, that that's a that's a lifetime of um, of research there. Uh, this is making me wonder. I'm trying to think back when y'all had the experiences of the golden rod that you did. Oh, they around this time of year. Ether shadow. Hang on a second. Ether shadow. Imagine Mike in a fairy outfit eating a Snickers bar. Let's not. <laughs> Let's not yeah. do that. <laughs> Oh, and Fran put in there the symbolism of Samhain is third harvest, the dark mysteries, rebirth through death. And that is true because with Samhain, tomorrow is the new year. Right. Yeah, and and that's the thing. With with Samhain, it's the new year for that. And then for the church, it was the Feast of All Saints. So it's like these two things just collided at the exact same time. And that's why they just intermarried their traditions. Um, Yeah, but Fran's absolutely correct on that. But going back to my question, when y'all had your experience that and, we believe to be involved, was that during the month of October? I'm sorry, what was that? Um, yeah, yeah, it was. It was? I think so, right? I, 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 I missed it because I was busy being a smartass. Or even close to it. Uh, it, was, it was November. What? It was no, 
Still, still, that's really close. I was asking her if when y'all had your, um, like your your fairy experience at the Golden Rod. It was a Saturday after. It was a Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, <clears throat> that's still interesting. That's interesting because it's very close. So, I did find something else uh, that I thought was interesting uh, during the book signing event at Mineral Springs. Um, Bridget Willis, who's from Illinois. Uh -huh. came and she had a picture that was similar to one that I had taken in two different cemeteries yeah. and the anomalies both looked like fairies. They were almost identical. Wow. Yeah, that was really interesting because when she first showed us that photograph, I thought she had somehow grabbed Shauna's because Shauna had shown me hers yeah, I thought she... a long time ago. Yeah. That's interesting. Now that makes, that makes one wonder. I need to ask her when she took that. Maybe start piecing yeah. the puzzle together if it was around the same time of year. Just a different I mean, year. Mine, mine, whenever I took that one, it was. It was fall was just starting. I want to say it was in September. Because it was still warm enough outside that I just took a jacket with me and put it on later. Um, so I, I, remember, I remember it was in September. Okay. I'll have to show you. So, she yeah. sent me her picture and then I have mine, so I'll have to, I mean, if you do a side-by-side, -side, it's just almost, and it's and it's yeah. over like low stones, like the, the ones that are lower to the ground. It looks oh. like the same cemetery. It's just so weird. So yeah, everything looks exactly the same. It was really uncanny. That's really interesting. Now, that's something we need to find out about the time frame of hers compared to the time frame of yours. Weather conditions, location, everything, because that's how we start to piece these things together. Right. Find those little pieces of the puzzle. Um, it's making me wonder now if in those pictures, and Mike, you've seen them in my last book, the ones even some of them that couldn't make them in, um, they couldn't make it into the book, if that's not what we've seen. Those glowing. It's possible. Um the, Shana, what you would what you had captured though, Vanessa, was a little bit different. Um, right. was, yeah, yours was more like a, um, like a translucent ball of light. Where Shauna's and Bridget's photos, you could actually see the outline of the fairy. You know, you could see little wings and all of that going on. I mean, I wanted to blow it off as a bug. But in scale to everything else yes. around it, it would have had to be a huge bug. And there was no way it was a bat. And extremely reflective for a bug. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it was off. bright. Like, it was giving off. It, I mean, it looked like it was giving off its own light. So. Uh, Tiffany Wheeler says, stop saying fairies. They're gnomes. Well, Tiffany, that's what we're trying to figure out. <laughs> that's exactly what they are. You know, but, um, you know, we're that's what we're trying to figure out. Um. I know plenty of people who have had what we consider to be fairy experiences. And well, so I'm sure, and I'm sure a, a fairy or a gnome would, would say, don't call us that either. Yeah. Because that's probably not what they call themselves. You know, whatever yeah, they may be. It's, know, it's a name we have assigned to them. What's that? Yes. Yes. And then and everything just kind of trickle down underneath that, like sprites and... Let me look up, because there is actually, um, and I was just thinking of this, and for the life of me, I cannot 
I cannot remember exactly how to say it, so I'm going to look it up. Um, give me just a second. Talk amongst yourselves. But uh, I, there's a name that we need to know about here. Hold on one second. Andrew Coach threw in there, um, just, just kind of random. Mike, I actually has, have a friend who is related to Rebecca Nurse. So that's uh, Salem Witch Trial stuff right there. Yeah. That's, that's really uh, random. But that's, that's cool, Andrew. Yeah, Sorry, I, I, I had three relatives in Salem yeah. Witch Trials. Deliverance yeah. Hobbs, uh, her, her husband and her stepdaughter. Um, well, her stepdaughter, not by blood, her husband, not by blood, but Deliverance Hobbs was my relative. Oh, okay. <laughs> in the Salem Witch Trials. Yeah. So, um, but there is, trying to remember the name. It, um, see here. Um, I can't pronounce it, but it's uh, spelled S-I-D-H-E. And Fran just put that in there. Did she really? Yep. And it's, I'm on Google, so I couldn't even see what <laughs> she put in there. She knew what I was going for. Yep, yep. Laurel K. Hamilton has a series where they talk about all of that. Bay and City. I, I don't know. I'm sure it's not pronounced like it's spelled. But yeah. I love me some... She knew. She knew what I was going for. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she's just like, yeah. It's an um, Irish call. Yeah, yeah. A E S and then S I D H E. Yeah. So he's, who okay. speaks ancient Irish around here? Um, I actually have connections, so if you want me to okay. find out what that means, I will. <laughs> I will. I will do that. Um, but yeah, it just it you know it just kind of makes me wonder. You know, with with both y'all's and uh, Bridget's experience with that. So, um, and then I'm sorry, I'm sitting here reading this. They've got some cool stuff in here talking about Black Sabbath and Fairy Boots. I oh, saw that's, that. There you go. That's awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, but, I don't. Uh, I don't uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to um, look at Black Sabbath to um, educate <laughs> me on. <laughs> <laughs> Lore and legends. <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, well, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that are associated uh, with the um, origination of, of what we consider Halloween. Um, and it's just all, well, it's all slipping from my brain now. Well, yeah, and that's, that's, and that's kind of the thing. It's over the years, you know, so so much gets lost to time of, you know, what the original traditions were and now what what it's become with all the commercialism where it's just, you know, dressing up, going and getting candy and all that. And it was so much more, you know, there was, um, you know, a, a lot more, uh, there's a lot more feasting going on. You know, the whole, you know, the bobbing for apples and all that, that was all a part of it um, a long, long time ago. And, you know, a lot of those customs have gone by the wayside. I mean, we we did it a little bit as, you know, when I was a kid, but, um, you know, it's it's still kind of all, you know, over time, gone further and further away from what the custom is now. So, um, but there was, it was a whole huge feast, and that's just, it, it's not a, it's not a feast like that anymore. It's one night of um, going around the, you know, the houses and getting candy, and that, that's about it these days. Um, Fran says that it's pronounced Shay. Shay. Okay. And if I'm remembering correctly, that sounds about right. Okay. So, that's really cool. Fran is on the ball tonight. 
<laughs> what is going on here? There's more Salem stuff getting thrown out there. I hear there's Goody Tate. Um, my grandmother's maiden name was Tate. Um, all my family is from around Salem, as in Goody Tate. Okay, so Donna has connections too. There we go. Yeah, which is kind of funny that they're bringing that up because when Gray and Janet and I were on our way back from New Orleans, that is our next destination. Cool. We want to go to Salem. Cool. You know, I haven't been there since I was little. No, I That's definitely want to get back there. Shout out where we're going sometime. We'll have to go there. Yep. Yeah, I'll let you guys know if we go. Cause I, I, probably, I probably die up there in another life. So. <laughs> I'm sure. We're not going to go over Halloween because it'll just be too expensive. So we're going to go oh, I'm sure it gets crazy that time of year. Exactly. And I figure, I mean, they're going to talk to me regardless. It doesn't matter what day of the year it is. So it would be cool, yes. But it's it's not a it's it's not mandatory that I go in that time of year. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of funny everybody's going off on their little tangents on that. Yeah, that's um, fine. See, and that's another thing that gets associated with this time of year is um, you know witches and Salem witch trial and all that. I mean, when when come on, think about it. when the season first started. I mean, I think you were both posting stuff about hocus pocus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just because that's when they play it more. I know. But you see, I mean, you, you know, Sean and I are both practitioners. 365, you know, 24-7. It, it, it doesn't matter what time or day of the year it is. Right. But I do notice, you know, that you see a lot more seasonal witches <laughs> popping up. Around this time, oh, yeah. you know, and then they'll off the habit, you know. Yeah, they're dusting off the broom right now. Fine. Yeah, they hop off the broom for about nine months, and then they hop back on it, and that's fine. I think the reason that that happens is because when Halloween comes around, it's more accepted to sure. act, you know, yeah. so they're... They're more comfortable. Society accepts it a little more, especially in small towns like the one that I live in, where you know uh, a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you're wearing a mask, you know, for Halloween." But you know, and, you know, and I know that the majority of them are probably thinking you you kind of you know look kind of wishy anyway all year round. So <laughs> I don't blend. You know, I've tried to, but I'm just not comfortable that way. So yeah, yeah. it is what it is. So, I, I used to wear that costume of social acceptance. It looks stupid on me. So, <laughs> then, then let me ask this. What can we do to make Halloween acceptable more year-round? Or at least the spirit of Halloween accepted more year-round? I hate to say it, but I don't think there's a way. Hmm. Everybody would have to be a little more open-minded about it. And I don't think that the world as a whole, or at least most of society, uh, wants to or is capable of it. Some people, you know, don't care. You know, other people wished other people would care. And then there's just people that, you know, and, and that's, that's what it would take. Everybody would have to um, be open-minded to it. And there's just not a lot of that. <laughs> like Robert White, um, I have to hit show on this, but uh, it says force people to wear I'm into witchy shit shirts all year round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. 
That's awesome. Um, and I have to thank, uh, I think that's Lynn's that's down there in Periscope hitting all the hearts. So i got to thank her for that. And I know I did say I was going to try to figure out a better setup for the Periscope this time around, and I almost totally forgot. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll fix that next time. The other thing, Mike, I mean, one of the things is that I think the reason that it's not accepted all year round, that, that type of mentality, or what Sean and I do, is that there are still quite a few people in the field, in our field, in what we do, who still don't agree with what I do. Well, How and that's that what it comes to. <laughs> you know, when it comes to our field, I mean, there's so many different theories out there and, um, you know, schools of thought that you could take. I mean, it, it, it's... Uh, some of the arguments that I've seen are just absolutely ridiculous because... It, I, I just, I, I can't... That is the one thing that I can't wrap my brain around is that when we're in the same field doing the same job, why am I evil for it? Right. Because I don't, I don't give credit to one individual. So I mean, you have to admit that is ridiculous. Oh yeah. So I think that's kind of why we're never going to see acceptance of it all year round. You know, is it's and I think a lot of people think, oh, well, the scary and the spooky and the ghosts and the goblins and whatever. Wow. That's cool for two and a half months out of the year. Right. The rest of the time. You know, I'm, I'm like this. You know. Oh uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just saying okay. You know, we're just we're playing for for a month, but you know that you know aside from the dress up part of it, that other world is out there, and I guess people don't really want to recognize that all year round, even though it's with us all year round, and I think. In more ancient cultures, it was something that they, you know, consistently thought of all the time. I mean, you take like some of these, um, like ancient Chinese cultures, where you know they're, you know, they would basically worship their ancestors, and they would have temples dedicated to their ancestors. They'd go there every freaking day, you know, and so it was that was integrated within their culture, and we just don't really have that today. No, we don't. Oh, no, you can walk into any local cemetery and see how that is not the case. Right. You know, I mean, that's one of the things. Uh, Goy and I go, and we visit quite a few of them around yep, here. Sean and I cemetery across the Oh, y'all beat us. But <laughs> it, it hurts my heart, you know, to see so many people forgotten. Yeah, you know, and Sean will go around and she'll... All the little decorations that have fallen down, Sean will go pick those up and put them back up and, you know... Yeah, all those people are, have been forgotten. Exactly. And and that never, that, that, well, I can't say never, but that didn't happen before. You know, I mean, they revered their ancestors. They looked to them, even after mm -hmm. their passing, for guidance. Yep. You know, they just believed that it was easier to communicate at this time of year. But they still communicated throughout the year. You know, I mean, and not just their ancestors, um, oracles. They did this, and they, they oh, yeah. went to work the same situation, you know, for guidance. You know, the Spartans did that. You know, many, many, many cultures have done that. Oracles of Delphi. Yes, but exactly. And, I mean, we all kind of know, you know, how that went, but no one does that anymore. It's like, I put you in the ground, or I put you in a mausoleum, or I, 
or whatever, and peace out. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it is, you know. And granted, I, I'm sure that certain families die out and there's nobody to care for them. But when you see ones who died five years ago, and it looks like no one has, has ever been back to their grave, that's, that just kind of shows how we as society look at those who have passed before us. As an afterthought. Oh, it's a holiday. I better go say hi. Oh. Yeah, you'll it, see them there like around Mother's like, Day. Like around Mother's yeah, Day, people will go. Exactly. And I, I, think that's, I think that's part of the problem, you know. And, be, and it's what I brought, what I said earlier, being reminded of mortality is extremely uncomfortable to people. Yeah. What do you think, Shana? We've been to a lot of cemeteries. Kind of on, uh, in the same vein? Um, yeah. I mean, you can tell. It's just, it is really sad. Um, well, one thing that I do want to say, like uh, Schumann Cemetery that we went to, it's a um, family of mine. Um, a lot of it is, some of it's kind of distant, um, but there was several Schumanns in the area, uh, younger, able-bodied people who do the hike that it takes forever to get up to, um, and the cemetery is so overgrown and just, it's just terrible. My dad, um, and actually some of the people from the archaeology department uh, would go up there several times a year, and then it kind of dwindled down to once a year. But people that weren't even related were going up there and trying to do the upkeep and the maintenance um, until my dad just got, you know, to the point where he just couldn't do that hike anymore. Um, but like I said, there's, you know, they'll hunt up in the woods, but they won't go take care of the cemetery, you know. Um, yeah, a young punk that was going to shoot us. Yeah, yeah, that's... This private property, been, you know, is like... Mm. It wasn't even his property. No, it wasn't even his property. And the, and the cemetery, I don't yeah. think, is private property itself. No. Uh, no. But yeah, that's it, if you guys remember the photos that Shauna and I had um, put out there a couple weeks ago of the uh, cemetery that's all overgrown, that's what she's talking about. So... There'll be a video on that. And there's hundreds soon. of cemeteries. Um, some are little, yeah. which is, you know, like family, you know, a little bit of family stones kind of scattered. And then there's other ones. I mean, there's all these. Uh, I was looking at, a, just for my county, there's like 200 cemeteries. I mean, there are varying sizes. And it's just, you know, some of them are just, you know, so lost, you know. I mean, it would take you know, like a day trip, you know, to try to get up to them. I mean, um, you know, some of them are on private property, I'm sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's just, you know, I would love, you know, to uncover, you know, all these cemeteries, uh, like a Pharaoh Cemetery. Um, I was there with a friend of mine, uh, Becca, and we were drawn to the woods, and it looked like the cemetery, the stones were done, and then the woods, you know, were behind it. But uh, we were both drawn to the woods, and we got up there and took a step in, and there was a whole family buried in there. Wow. And, you yep. know, you couldn't see them, and, you know, unless you knew. And so we uncovered probably four or five 
Stones, and it was the last band that I was familiar with. Um, but, you know, what, you know, drew us up there were, you know, because a lot of people um, think that, you know, people don't hang with their remains and stuff like that. Cemeteries are still active, you know. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I don't know who it is, you know, that's there, or if it's like a beacon, like if you're, you have enough of an attachment, um, so where you can tell if someone's kind of checking you out, trying to make contact, if you're able to, you know, buzz over there, you know, I don't know how <laughs> it works. Um, but I know that cemeteries are really active, so I have to wonder, you know, it kind of felt like someone from that family, you know, was saying, you know, here I am, you know, notice me, you know, I'm right. still here, don't forget about me. You know, so we went up there and you know, pulled weeds away, brushed, you know, leaves and sticks, and now all the stones are visible. Um, and then there were some scattered, you know, flowers down, you know, that were just hanging loose um, in random places that didn't look like they belonged to anybody or you couldn't really tell. So, you know, we went up there and kind of, you know, did a little, hey, you know, we, we see you now. So, um yeah, we may be the only people that did that. I mean, their own family has obviously forgotten about them. Yeah, probably so. the first one in years, and it sounds like whoever had been taking care of the cemetery just decided, oh, let it overgrow back there. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, Donna, Donna Gorton threw out there at HRM. I've always thought it was so sad when no one cares or is left to remember. Yeah, it is really sad. So. We saw something really interesting on the way coming back from New Orleans. Um, due to construction, I missed a turn. <laughs> and, yeah, it was just, there was no way. It just, you, you couldn't make it. Um, and so uh, we kind of had to take another way and drive back an hour the way that we came, um, just a, a different direction. And we were driving down this little two-lane country road to get back to this other highway we needed. And I've never seen this before. You, you see, you know, cemeteries out and everything, but this was literally one foot away from this little two-lane highway. It was right there, just fenced in nine graves, just nine. Yeah. I've never, I've never seen There's... something so small, so well-kept, and obviously so old. We're right next to a highway. There's one, I'm trying to remember where it is, um, but the grave is actually in the middle of the road. And they actually built the road around it. Oh, and, I remember seeing that. Yeah, and, and somebody does, you know, keep it up and everything, but because of how the, you know, the road came through and this grave happened to be there, um, they've actually done something to, you know, keep it up and, and block it off. Um, so every once in a while you see something like that, but then you have these other ones that, you know, nobody does take care of, so. Yeah, they don't care, and I mean, I don't know, it just, it is, I'm with everybody else, it just kind of depresses me, because you think that one day that might be you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know it, that's why I tell everybody, you got to just cremate me, <laughs> spread me in little Ziploc baggies. And everybody gets a piece. Yeah, you know, I mean, it could be, there, there could be a worse plight. I mean, you think of like, you know, the, the catacombs of Paris, which is, a, you know, a bucket list, you know, or a bucket list item for me. And it, all these skulls and bones are mixed up together. Who knows who's whom, you know? Um, sure. There were there, uh, stories in Paris 
that um, you know some of the uh, old buildings there. This was like you know 100 years ago or whatever, where um, you know it, it was a house that was next to a cemetery, and of course they didn't have you know concrete basements and stuff. Then it was just you know your your dirt wall, and it was actually you know pouring in from the cemetery so all these bodies and everything were coming into their basement so there's all kinds of stuff like that going on in other parts of the world that you know think about those people <laughs> you know body parts and that's know, true. skulls and stuff that's everywhere true. Um, yeah. it's uh it's it's kind of like with the the catacombs in france it's kind of the same feeling you get when you're in mary king's cross okay. even though there are no bones left there anymore um, the fact that everything was covered up for so long, mm -hmm. and you know that there were for, that there were bones in there for so long, and they just been removed once everything was was dug out and uncovered, so that you can go down in, into it. And I mean, so I mean, I, it, I think it's the same kind of feeling. I know it was very bizarre being in there, but they do they do things very differently overseas than they do here when it comes to um, at least nowadays when it comes to their deceased. It's like I was talking to um, Jonathan, who did our tour in New Orleans. We were in, and it's a picture in the book, the one where I'm looking up at the tomb and I'm pointing at it. Yeah. That gentleman, I believe, passed away in, like, 1462. Okay. The date that his tomb was built was in the 1700s. Yeah, he probably wasn't there, right? Is that kind of the point? Yeah, well, no, they still thought enough oh, of this okay. person 300 some odd years after their death to make sure that they had a proper resting place. Yeah, I mean, I have seen, you know, while we, we have been talking about, you know, family members over time not remembering, you know, their ancestors from long ago, um, we have seen from time to time in some of these uh, cemeteries. Uh, you know, just looking at the n names and dates on headstones that, you know, you see a newer headstone and there's a date from the 1800s on there and it's like, this is a new stone. Somebody actually thought to go back. So it does happen occasionally. Hundreds of years like that is, is a bit much, though. It was amazing. Yeah. And it was one of the biggest ones in the cemetery. It was in Greyfriars, I believe. Okay. Uh, and it was just absolutely amazing. But... You know, so, you have you have those instances over there, but then you also, just yeah. like in the book, you um, see this is where they're turned over and broken. Yeah, Fran had a uh, comment. She said, but the souls are gone, are they not? Um, we don't know. They may still be walking around. You know, I mean, that that's who we interact with when we're on investigations are these different souls. Um, whether that's at a cemetery, at a house, at a historic location... You know, wherever it, that's a soul. I'm kind of, you bring that brings up an interesting point and something that that I've thought a lot about lately, and that I would actually like to bring up because people have asked me. They're like, well, you know, same situation. If you know, if the soul ha is gone, how are they interacting with you? Well, I think because we're programmed to think this way, we think of the soul as still being a contained unit. Right. When in actuality. It's kind of omnipresent, where wherever there is someone who can speak with that person, regardless of where it is, they're able to communicate. So, if somebody like Shauna walks into a cemetery and 
her little light turns on because, you know, for whatever reason, it's going to draw all those people to her and she's going to be able to communicate. It doesn't mean that they might be Yeah. It doesn't mean that they might be standing right there. But if the soul is not contained, it's omnipresent. It can be anywhere at any time. I have spoken with spirits sitting in my living room and telling me things that I tell them to NP Paranormal and they get confirmation by the spirits right there in Sheffield, England. Right. Six hour time difference, 1,500 miles. Well, there's that idea out there that, you know, if you start, you know, talking about someone who has passed, that they start feeling like a little tingle or whatever, like, hey, somebody's talking about me. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that just, that's something that I wanted to address for a while, and I really didn't have an end to do that. This just there you kind go. of reminded me of it. And it, it makes sense to me. And I'm not by any stretch of the imagination saying that I'm right. <laughs> but it it does it does feel like that's what happens. They don't have to be right there, but their energy, you know, it they're drawn to you because they sense that light. Here's an interesting one. Um, Don says, um, "Oh, I guess scroll back up. You know what's creepy? Funeral photography and dolls made with dead children's hair. Um, oh. Yeah, it's it it is creepy." Because um, the photography is so old, and you're looking at these, you know, corpses that are just, you know, stock still. Um, you also have to kind of think back to the times. Um, they didn't take photographs like we do today. I mean, we have it on our phones now, and we're like, you know, thousands and thousands of photos on our phones. You know, 30 years ago, it was, you know, dozens of photos on, you know, film and all that that we would have. We'd have, you know, photo books filled up with. Um, with all the snapshots that we've taken, but in the 1800s, um, if you got a, a photograph done of, of you and your family, it was usually something very formal. You're going to a professional photographer to have something done. So it was a rare case to have a photograph of you know of your family and your loved ones. So a lot of times these children had never had a photograph taken of themselves before. So when these photos were taken, it was the only photo of these children that were ever taken and the, the parents were having it done so they could have some sort of visual memory of that child. Are uh, you talking about the post-mortem photos? Yeah. It's very interesting. A lot of people don't realize that there were actually contraptions built to allow a deceased loved one to stand in a photograph. Yeah, they would do that too. This, yep. Yes, there was actually a market for this and it was Again, we embraced immortal or, or mortality at that time, not because we loved the idea of dying, but because we wanted to honor those who had passed before us. Right. I can't name a person alive who would say, oh, Grandma just died, let's prop her up, you know, and pull out the Kodak. It's not going to happen these days. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> no, because no, you already have a thousand photographs of Grandma, so you don't yeah. need another one of her. Yeah. But that was a really, really, really big thing. You know, I mean, it was almost like they looked like guitar stands. Hey, I, that's you, guys, fascinating. you guys talk for a minute. Hang on, I'll go get something. Okay. Um, but, yeah, they looked like guitar stands. You know, the, the, the high neck with the little horseshoe mm -hmm. thing that came around to hold their head up. I mean, all different, all different kind of ways. Um, 
one of the only ways that you could really tell there's a deceased person in the photo is if their eyes are closed. Because that was the one thing they wouldn't do. They, they wouldn't have their eyes open. You know, just because things dry out. And they might not be smiling. That's the other thing, because of, of uh, the gases. So they would do that, the, uh, the under-sew, and sew their lips together. But it's not a whole lot different than a wake. Do you think, Charlotte? Yeah. Um, it's amazing what they do, actually. The people that, that handle that to make... No, I personally um, would rather be cremated, and I don't, you know, almost a lot of people that I, you know, don't want an open casket, don't want, you know, I would, I want to be cremated so, like, everybody can have peace, you know, um, but also I don't want somebody to remember, I want somebody to remember me, you know, what I looked like when I was still, you know, alive, um, I don't, I don't want somebody to look at me after, after all that, so, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad they're choices, you know. It might be the only time my makeup's perfect. <laughs> right, right? You know, I mean, they're just, the stuff that they do is, it's just amazing, you know, the things that they do. I mean, and what a job. I mean, there is no way that I could do that, so. Let's see, and my, my, uh, my friend Rachel, uh, that's, she wants to do that. Bless her. She wants to do that. Uh, my mom's family, they were still doing wakes when my mom was young. Where you had the you had the body in the living room, you know. Oh my stars. And that's one you can actually see that there is um, an adult that is uh, holding her. Can you see the legs oh. underneath? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Now, is that little one's eyes open? Because that was one of the dead giveaways before, is that their eyes wouldn't be open. Well, but you can see that they're, like, bug-eyed. So, they're, like, being held open. Oh, it looks wow. like to me. Yeah. Yeah, see, they normally wouldn't do it that way because they would dry out and they would look, right. you know, bad. I, I don't right. have a right word for that. You know, I mean, it would be creepy, I guess. Um... But that's, oh, that's just so sad. But I do understand the reasoning behind it. I truly do. I can't imagine that not having a picture of my child. Yeah. I just can't imagine that. Um, I'm trying to think. I thought I saw another question uh, back through here. Oh, they were talking about the Booth Brothers uh, movie called Dead Still. Kind of, I guess kind of along the same thing. Um, oh, and Super Woody Boy said that um, their mom... And then his mom said they had their maternal grandmother's pick done after she passed, but they destroyed it because it made them sick to see her that way. Yeah. And I mean, that's a personal choice, and I can understand that. I can understand that, but it just, it makes me, I don't know, it just makes me wonder if that's, you know, part and parcel of why we don't, why people don't like Halloween, and because it, I guess they associate it with death, and yeah. they fear death, and when that really isn't what it is at all. Right, yeah. It, it's, they, they fear death, they fear the unknown, and, you know, religion has done a fantastic job of, of striking fear into people. And so even though this came out of religion, two different types of religions, 
Um, you know, it has now become what it is today, and you know, you have a religion now that keeps bashing it. It's like it came from you. You know, a good chunk of this came from you. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all fear. It's all fear based. Spooky Spectacular 13 wants a Viking funeral. Yeah, I have often thought of that, a funeral pyre, where they shoot the arrows <laughs> into me and set me on fire. But I, I might end up doing a jazz funeral. So one of these days, y'all be ready. I'll have a page <laughs> Jazz funeral. New Orleans, okay? Got to show up to New Orleans. Uh, that would be fun. Everybody, everybody get lit when I die. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like putting in there like Diane Hilbert says she's going to be cremated and um, wow, I just, I don't know. Um, we got morbid. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we got really morbid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, Dia de los Muertos. Uh, a juniper. Uh, yeah. This is, you know, first communion here. We'll get a little more, we'll get a little more festive. You know, here's a wedding. Okay. Are we happy now? Is that better? There we go. <laughs> Those are all my family, by the way. From like Guys, over hundred years hour? ago. <laughs> How the hell did we get an hour in already? We did. We went over an hour, yeah. My and Bonnie, Bonnie Halper is like, I want a party instead of a funeral. I want Motley Crue played at my funeral, Home Sweet Home. Oh shit! Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, I gotta say this. Hey, hey, I gotta, hey, I gotta say this real quick. Um, earlier today, as I was getting everything ready for for the show and all that. Um, I started uh, watching Stranger Things 2. I popped that on. And um, I think it's the second episode. There's a teenage party going on. And they started playing Motley Crue Shout at the Devil. And I just like jumped out of the couch and started rocking out in the middle of the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah! <laughs> I, I can so see that. Uh, I want Janis Joplin play to mine. There you go. I do. And uh, the last the last song to be played is the rose, but I want the Bette okay. Midler version. Okay. I do. Uh, but I don't, no one, no one is allowed to be sad. Gotta have a party, gotta have good food, because we all know I love my food. Okay? Yeah, it's just, well, you know, for me, what it comes down to is, you know, I, I think of, like, uh, my grandparents. They, they lived good, long lives, um, and... You know, I miss them. You know, that's that. I guess that's what I'm sad about. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not sad about their lives or you know that they've died or whatever. I mean, they've, they're basically their energy is transformed into something else, is no longer a physical body. It's just I miss them. You know, that's kind of what it comes down to. You know, I'll yeah. See them again at some point, but you know, right now I miss them. Oh, and that, and that make that makes sense. But you don't deny their deaths because you miss them. No. And I think I think that's where that that comes into play. Um, I was I was very humbled and very um, sad and and happy and all these unbelievably crazy emotions when I was in Hollywood Cemetery in Virginia because I didn't know until two weeks before I went there that I actually had ancestors in that cemetery and I got to see so many graves with yeah. my maiden name on them. It's not a common name. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you know, not. not. Um, but I got to see so many of them, and it was 
it was a very bizarre experience, but it was one that I would gladly do again, given the opportunity. You know, I, I don't avoid it. It doesn't make me think, okay, because here's my dead relatives, I'm dying next week. Right. You know what I mean? And I guess that's kind of what it, what it feels like to me, how people look at it. But I grew up in a family, I was telling Shauna, where my mom's family was still having wakes yeah. in the house. You know, so I mean, that was my mom's family, the dead book, you know, in caskets in, 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 in the living room. So it's just, I guess I look at it differently. I don't, it doesn't, I don't fear it. Scare me. Mm -hmm. um, I need to address something in the chat real quick. Diane Hilbert, because I guess she probably came in a little bit later, was asking, uh, no 4,000 subs winner. Um, I just no, saw that. Yeah, uh, not tonight. Basically what it came down to is I, I didn't have time. I, I have the, the names collected and all that. Um, I just didn't have time to write the names out on the little slips of paper and, and cut all that out and everything, get it into the hat. Um, I just... Nope, I haven't had time. <laughs> so we're going to do it next week. Uh, I apologize for that because I know I said um, within the video over the weekend that, um, you know, hey, you know, we'll just do it here in a couple days. Because usually after a few days, nobody else is, you know, really saying I want to be in or I want to be in. It might be a couple stragglers. Um, usually the way it goes. So I know I said that over the weekend. We'll just we'll do it today. But it just, I, I couldn't get it done. So. Fran just put one of my bucket list places on here. She says that she needs to travel to Pompeii because that's where a lot of her ancestors passed. Wow. Bucket okay. list. Interesting. Bucket list right there. Uh, Fran, I want to if, go with you. If you go to Pompeii, also go to Herculaneum. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. that has some of the, along with Pompeii, has some of the uh, best preserved uh, buildings of that time because of that volcanic ash. And a lot of people forget Herculaneum, but, you know, mm -hmm. there's like a full you know, Roman amphitheater that's essentially underground now that's perfectly preserved and, you know, things like that. So check that out. Yeah, well, I, if Fran goes, I'm going with her. <laughs> <laughs> that's a done deal. She already put it out there, so she ain't get, she ain't getting away. <laughs> I'm going to. That is, that's probably third on my bucket list. Vlad's Castle being number one. There you that's, go. That's going to happen. Hide and watch. But, yeah. Is real castle or the one that they always try to say is his castle? Is real castle. Okay. Is real castle. We had an interesting situation. The people in the chat room will love this. Uh, we did the tour, and my friend Jonathan is is the tour guide down there, and he actually talked a lot, which doesn't have anything to do with New Orleans, but it does with vampire culture, and it was the vampire tour, and uh, he talked a lot about about Vlad, and. Uh, you know, what he was like and basically where everybody gets this idea of vampire, you know, from him and everything and, and, and the things that he did, which I, I'm one of those weird ones. I know that the man seems unbelievably cruel in, in his fashion, the way that he was able to literally, you know, deter an entire Turkish army because of what he did. Yeah. I don't think he was evil for doing it because I didn't live back then. I didn't know what it took to times. be a ruler. It was exactly. brutal. It was brutal. But, was, yeah, you're, you're trying but, to save your people, too. So Exactly. So I, I just can't find it in my heart or soul to judge him, even for those cruelties. Because to me, if you compare him to Caligula or, or, or Nero, I mean, it's, come on. It's not that big of a deal. Well, yeah, the, the crazy doing, Roman <laughs> emperors. Know, yeah. right? <laughs> he was just doing what he needed to do to protect his people, and he ruled for 30 years. Yeah. 
I really do believe, and I know translators be damned, I really do feel if I could spend the night in his actual castle, I know I could talk to that man. Okay. I know I could. So, Mike, work on that. All right. I'm on it. I'm on it. There we go. Okay. Just add sure. that to the list of shit. Add that to the list. Okay. Vlad's <laughs> okay. Castle. Uh, the way, no, it's a bucket list item. Um, and also Elizabeth Bathory's Castle. Uh, castle Chicachis. That's um, another one. Uh, yes. A lot of great places. What about you, uh, Shauna? Bucket list item, and then we should probably wrap it up. I know you're like Ireland and Scotland. <laughs> I wish you could go with me. me I wish too. you. Because we're going to be at Hellfire Club. Oh. Yeah, I, I talked to my connections. And they just, uh, they contacted me three days ago. And said that we do not need permission to be on the property. Really? It hmm. doesn't even cost. You can go into it. But you know why? It's on the top of Dublin Mountain. Wow. Which sounds crazy. They do tours up there. They drive you up there. But if you can hike up there, you don't have to worry about getting in. Hmm. Okay. Get in. It's a quarter of a mile hike straight up a mountain. Hide and watch. That shit's happening. <laughs> it's going to happen. All right. If I got to crawl, it's <laughs> You're getting there. <laughs> All right. So, well, we should probably go ahead and, and wrap it up. Um, I mean, we covered a lot. I mean, we did a lot of um, stuff on Halloween, but then we went into some other areas, too, which was kind of interesting. I would call it the rabbit hole. That's right. That's right. Down the rabbit hole we go. Um, I do want to thank uh, Lynn's White for hanging out in Periscope and on the uh, on the chat again. Uh, very cool. I'll set, I'll, hardcore. That is some hardcore viewing right there. I'll figure out a better, I know I said it last week, I'll figure out a better Periscope solution next time around. So, um, yeah, so let's get into the uh, the shout-outs here. Uh, oh, I have one. Yeah. I have one from somebody who is probably not in chat but watching. Um, Rose Burnett that I work with. <laughs> oh, hey, Rose. Said that she said that she watches, but she isn't always able to get in the chat. She okay. watches on her TV. Cool. Pulls it up on her TV. So, anyway, I wanted to give her a shout-out first. Yeah, and I know Andrew Cubbage uh, was asking for one earlier. He had to step out, so just want to make sure he got one as well. Um, and I already got Rika Yamakaze. There you go, second one. Um, okay, Lynn's White, yeah, we got you. Um, both Periscope and here. Uh, Fran Molino, thank you for all of your comments tonight. Andrew Cox, hey, it was great to finally meet you. Um there is Dawn, Spooky Spectacular Dawn. Uh, Juniper, hey, thanks for dropping in tonight. Good to see you there. Jen K, um, there's a new Mad Hatter. She was commenting on a lot of our uh, videos the past few days. So we had the, the Moberly, Missouri video blow up um, last week, which was uh, pretty interesting. Um, Joe Chandler, thank you for dropping in here. I'll show you guys over here. Get the chat screen up. Um, Ether Shadow, uh, thank you very much as always. And it doesn't want to bring up the chat screen, does it? Chipper Terry, thank you once again for joining us this evening. Linda uh, Lochirko, I hope I said that correctly. Thanks for dropping in tonight. Um, Charmy Charms, uh, I, I believe that was 
Charmy vapes before, right? Charmy vapes and shits. It was at one point, right? <laughs> uh, Tammy Heisman, thank you very much. Um, Cheshire Cats, my Bonnie Halperin and Donald Gorton were in the house. Uh, Jody Brewer, thank you for joining us this evening. Um, Katie Palmer, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, who else we got? Um, Carrie Parrish. Thank you very much, as always. Diane Hilbert, gotcha. Hey, I got you this time. <laughs> uh, Zippy Davis, thank you, as always. And um, I don't know if he's still in here. Robert White, is he still around tonight? I know he was in he there. Was, he had to step out. Okay, well, there we go. We got him. Joanne Rubino, thank you very much again. Um, Shannon Maitland. I'm sorry? Shannon Maitland. Shannon Maitland, all right. There we go. And Tammy Heitzman. Tammy Heitzman, I got Tammy. Uh, who else we got as we go up and down the list? Um, I want to say Gwen was in there for a Gwen minute. Gwen was, yep. Gwen was yeah. in for a little while. James Casanova, thank you. Uh, Bethany Warner joined us again this evening, so that is awesome. And... Um, Oh, very little battery. I didn't have my phone plugged in. Very little battery on the uh, <laughs> Periscope. Darn it. Uh, Marilyn Harmon, thank you. And anybody Gucci else? Star. Okay. And I think that is going to about do it. All right. Let me kick back over to us. So, if, um, you know, if we missed you. You know, you know we love you, Mad Hatters, and um, if we miss you, we didn't mean it. <laughs> it's just trying to go back through the list and see who all, um, you know, Rachel Wagner, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right, um, and that's really going to do it for the show tonight. I want to wish everybody a happy Halloween. I have no idea what we're doing next week. <laughs> that's how crazy October has been. Um I do have a show set up for two weeks from now. Um, we're going to have uh, Ben Miller. He runs a... Um, I, right now I forget the name of his channel. Um, actually, I think his channel might be Ben Miller. <laughs> but um, he does a lot of different... Um, you know, almost kind of like our Friday Night Ghost Rites, but, you know, he goes into, like, a lot of legends and lore and ghost stories and stuff like that. And, um, like, from around the world. So, uh, Robert White, like... Um, he does like some Australian stuff. Um, I remember he, I was watching one of his videos on Australian things, and there was he was talking about the bunyip, and that was something from when I was a kid that I was kind of spooked about, just from a show that I watched back then. Um, so he doesn't like a lot of stuff like that. So um, it'll be interesting. Uh, we'll, we'll talk with him a little bit, and uh, I just don't know about next week yet. So we'll we'll line something up for next week. So. Figure it out. Yep, we'll figure it out. So, all right, guys. Um, Shama, my love, thank you for joining us again this evening. Um, your chat shenanigator will be returned to you, Mad Hatters, when we have a, uh, a regular guest again. <laughs> love the uh, love the mask, of course. And then Vanessa, as always, of course. Thank you. So that's going to do it, everybody. You have a great evening. Happy Halloween. And happy Bye, birthday to my dad again. <laughs>